Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Well, here we are again for part two of our interview with Melanie Pizzi from TTI. Melanie, thanks for joining us again. You are welcome. I'm very excited about this. Yes, I was just saying to you offline that I would love for you to come to California and just hang out with me because I just, I, I feel like this little time we have is not enough. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, you know, hit you up on that sometime just to come and hang out. <laughs> I am totally up for that. Yay. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. So I wanted to ask you, Melanie, because this is one of the reasons that I really wanted you on the show for a long time. And I know um, everybody at TTI is super humble. That's what I love about all of you. So it's hard to get you um, to do these interviews, but um, I really want to document. I really want to document uh, the things that our top leaders are saying. And and I know um, women leaders, especially in our membership mm-hmm. base at Women Electronics, there's like a, a longing to hear from other women leaders because we don't always see women in your position, Melanie. And I know, you know, I had, when I saw other female leaders at certain executive conferences or it inspired me and I always wanted to hear from them and hear what their obstacles were and just hear, you know, how, how they overcame and how they got where they are in a male dominated industry. And I know you're like me. We love our male counterparts. We have utmost respect for them. There's not a us or them. So we're in that same mindset, but being a female leader does pose certain obstacles, challenges, barriers. So let's talk to that real quick. What what would you say being a female leader was your biggest strength and then your biggest sources of, of challenges? Yeah, uh, so, so great questions. And, and I think, um, you know, these things are important for us to share so that we can, you know, guide or or help others as they grow into leadership positions, right? If I go back and kind of think about it, it's um, it, it started at a younger age for me because I had some very good role models in my family of um, strong working women from my mom and my grandmother. And so I kind of watched them and saw how they were able to to manage their situations. And at that time, you know, that was really going back uh, when there weren't many female leaders in in any industry, so to speak. So um, I I think what I what I learned from them, um, you know, is you have to have this determination to succeed and the ability to listen and to learn from others. Um, You know, treating everyone, men, women, everyone with respect you know, regardless of position, um, coming into it, accepting that everyone is different and unique. And, and, you know, you can't always apply the same management style for every person. What I wanted to do is I, I knew that I liked to be in charge. I like to be in leadership, you know, all throughout my young life, involved in organizations and those kind of things. And I also had this, um, 
desire to help other people and to teach other people. And I, I probably get some of that for my mom because she was an educator. Hmm. So, um, you know, I always thought about it. I want to be the kind of leader that I would want to report to, you know. And and so coming into it, um, you know, I've always been very goal-oriented, very competitive. Um, I was in athletics and sports and all these kind of things. And so that kind of came along with me as well. And I thought, you know what? Um, my mom always told me and my dad encouraged me, you can do whatever you set your mind to. You just have to, you know, you have to work at it and and don't give up and be determined. And so I thought, okay, you know, believe in yourself. And, and I would say, don't allow these traditional stereotypes that people have of women discourage you from doing what you want to do, you know, and, and, We'll talk about this a little bit later, probably, but it's great to find someone that you trust and admire to be your mentor. And, and, and we'll get into that a little bit more in detail. Um, but just somebody to bounce ideas off of and, and to share things with, you know, unfortunately, when I came into leadership at, at TTI, I, I was 35 when I was promoted to VP. Wow. Being young and female, honestly, at the time, it was very challenging for me to be heard. Mm-hmm. And difficult in the beginning to earn the respect of others at first. And I think at that point, maybe it might have been more because of the, the age versus the fact that I was a female. But let's be real. We, we were in a mostly male dominated industry. And at the time, you know, I look around the company, I'm the only female VP and I'm thinking, okay, this could be challenging. So I, I really had to learn how to navigate through meetings, for example, and, and carefully kind of craft how I shared my ideas and opinions. And I tried to focus on a lot of listening first, just to kind of feel how the room was and, and see, um, you know, understand the personalities and how to work with everybody. Um, and so I think that was the biggest struggle, just really finding out how to make sure that that my message was getting through and that people were listening to me and make other people feel comfortable when I'm in the room. Because I think it was uncomfortable for the guys too. like, oh, we have a female in here. We have to be careful about what we say. And that's just not me. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable around all types of people, male, female, you know, all age groups, whatever. So I had to work at just making sure they felt comfortable so they knew they could be open and, and talk to me and, and include me in, in the decision making process. Wow. That, you know, it's really good input because I think sometimes as women, we just have to validate that this does happen and mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's no fault or blame, but Definitely speaking up in the boardroom um, or in a meeting setting, I, I think that you nailed what the biggest uh, barrier for many women is, is that being heard, feeling like they're not being heard. So then they just don't say anything and they sit back. Um, so it's a matter of finding your voice in a very respectable way and having a lot of grace and a lot of patience, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so well said. Yes. And how did you overcome that though, Melanie? Because this really hits the head of what most of our trainings are about. I mean, this is such a critical issue. And I actually look back on my career and I look at certain times I was trying to say things 
and maybe not being heard, but and then just not saying anything anymore because feeling like, okay, well, they just don't want to hear it. But mm-hmm. how much was lost in that? Mm-hmm. So the trick is to not sit back and not say anything. It's to keep persevering in a very professional way. So how did you overcome that? And and what, obviously you had strength of women in your family that you could maybe get mentorship from or whatever, but in those times, how did you push past those barriers? So one of the things that I found that always gave me courage and confidence is I'm comfortable talking when I know the subject matter really well, you know? So I thought, okay, going into this meeting, I've got to be very well prepared. So do a lot of preparation, write down your thoughts mm-hmm. to the primary points I want to make. And, um, you know, honestly, I would talk to myself in the mirror and, and if I were going to present something, I would present it to myself and look, you know, and, and kind of see what that felt like. I might practice, you know, on my family or something mm-hmm. the night before, but uh, just getting comfortable being in that environment, but also it, always be well prepared, you know, understand what's on the agenda. Um, make sure you put together your feedback and your comments and, and have that ready so that, um, you know, you feel comfortable contributing. And, and I think, um, you know, again, I think some of this comes with personality. Um, I'm fairly outgoing person. Um, easy to, you know, get along with others. And so, you know, some of that comes just within your personality, but, um, you know, it's just, I think, again, you have to look at yourself as, um, equal, right. Mm -hmm. And just because you're a female doesn't mean you're not as smart as, or as talented as someone else in the room. And I think, you know, just kind of working, working on building that confidence. Uh, is important. The mentors are important. Uh, you know, getting some outside support through, you know, maybe going through a a, a course in in presenting or you know those kind of things too have always been really helpful. And and it was good because TTI allowed me to do some of those mm-hmm. things uh, to kind of you know build those other skill sets along the way. Well, that's really great um, advice, I think, is, is self-development, just making sure you're taking charge mm-hmm. of where you see your barriers and really owning that. And I love what you said, too. You have to see yourself as equal first. I don't think that too many people have really said that. Um, I It sounds so basic, but I actually yeah, don't yeah. believe that we have a ton of women who see themselves as equal. Um we are equal. And if you see yourself that way, eventually others will see you that way. That was such a good point, Melanie. <laughs> um, yes, that's a great that. point. And, 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 you know, that's advice that I give uh, employees and uh, people that I'm mentoring to, you know, I tell them, okay, what do you aspire to be? I want to be a VP of whatever. Okay. Today, right now, we have to start behaving that way. We have to speak that way. We have to act that way. We have to present ourselves that way so that this perception becomes that, hey, this person's really got it going on here and they have the capability to, you know, move forward in the organization. And so 
it, it's kind of similar. You know, you have to see yourself there and you have to behave like that and just saying, hey, I can do this. I'm I'm equal. I'm ready to roll. So um, I think that's good advice for, for any employee. Well, um, so that leads us very nicely into the next question about mentorship, because obviously you've mentored people and you're doing a phenomenal job with it. You obviously had a lot of mentorship from your family, from TTI, from other people. So let's talk about who were your mentors and why. Yeah, again, I I spoke a little bit about um, I would call them more role models, my mom and my grandmother, and they were successful, strong professional women who had the respect of, of others in the community and their organizations. Um, you know, but also they taught me to be humble. I think you mentioned about TTI, people were kind of humble, but you know, my grandmother would say, don't get too big for your britches. Right. (laughs) So, you know, those kind of things stick with me, but, um, you know, when, when I got to TTI, and I'm so grateful that I had this opportunity to be at TTI when we're still small, small enough for, I can say that actually Paul Andrews was a mentor for me. Mm. He would come and sit with me at my desk and, you know, talk about why this is important and, you know, why do we want to do it this way and really help me understand and um, absorb that TTI values culture thing. So. You know, a lot of things Paul taught me, um, everything I know about purchasing and product, of course, he taught me. But then later down the line, I would say another great person that helped me was Craig Conrad. And I know a, a lot of people listening know Craig and have experience with Craig, but he was great because he came in. Leadership style was very refreshing. It was um, something that I thought worked well with our organization. Um, he taught me about strategic thinking and the most important thing is stakeholder management. You know, I really learned a lot from him. You know, he led by example, but was always willing to take time and, and have a chance to, you know, let you talk and share your questions and your concerns and your struggles and and to give advice. So uh, I think those guys were just instrumental in my success going forward at TTI, for sure. That's really just amazing to me. I love hearing these stories. Um, and and really, I, I liked what you said about when Paul would sit with you and explain why. I think that's one of the keys to a great mentor is, is people mm-hmm. always try to tell people what to do, but you have to explain why. Why is this important? Uh, I remember when I was a young child, my teacher would say to my parents, like, she's always asking why, why, why does two plus two equal four? Why? You know, (laughs) I was always asking why. And, but people want in our lives, we're just, you know, ingrained that way of of curious people. Why, why does this, why are we doing this? So I love that. I also like what you said about the values. I mean, to me, this is critical. If you don't have the foundation of solid values, we're always talking about that in women electronics because we're very value based as well. And um, I I think that the, the idea of leadership, what you said also is taking care of people. This was also a critical point. So, um, you know, I love certain, um, you know, we hear of these leadership gurus, but like Simon Sinek mm-hmm. saying how a, a good leader is somebody who's whose main objective is to take care of their people. 
And you just said that, like, you're just a natural good leader. You just got it, you know, in you, (laughs) which I love that. It's not about having all the influence over people. It's about you really, truly wanting to take care of them, looking at them as an individual, teaching them and, and helping them get to their next levels themselves. So thank you for that. I, I love everything that you had to say. And also, you know, Melanie, we don't really know each other so much personally, but I, I've watched leaders like you from afar, uh, you know, Paula Renfro and, and different Lynn Terrell, like other people that I know of female leaders in the industry. And, you know, it's a form of mentorship for me. And, and that is um, why this podcast is so important because we don't get to hear from a lot of our top leaders. So um, I hope that people will get the insights from the podcast of, of actually hearing um, from all of you. But do you have any final words as we're wrapping up? Is like, what would your main message be to those listening, male and female leaders? But in, in this particular conversation, we're talking about, you know, yeah. us rising uh, female leaders what would be your final message? Yeah, so a, a couple of things I think, Jackie, that, that I'd like to share is, you know, talking about mentoring people, it, it's think about your end goal. Where do I want to be professionally in five or 10 years? And and when you have that figured out, let's start developing a plan for right now to get you there. Right. And like we said earlier, start now behaving like speaking like, you know, be that person now. And and perception becomes reality in a lot of situations. And so if you're projecting this positive image, that's really going to help you in your career uh, progression uh, going forward. You know, what would you do if you were in charge? So visualize the bigger picture. Um, Review your expectations. Are they realistic? Um, you know, and when you run across an issue, offer solutions. Don't be complaining about, oh, this thing is not, work, not working or whatever. Come, come forward with a solution. And I would say the message for all leaders, male or female, be open-minded. Uh, listen more. Everyone needs to be heard regardless of their position or their level in the company, you know, gender, race, religion, whatever it is. Um, And don't be afraid to try something different. Find ways to work smarter, not harder necessarily, and um, really step back and take time to focus, to read, to think, to create, you know, we get hung up in all this craziness of the world, social media, doing all these tasks, but we need to really kind of step back and, and, and have a different view and, and, um, you know, spend some time figuring out really what it is that, that we want to do with our careers and with our life and, and all of those things. So, so those would be my pieces of advice, I guess. Excellent advice. Again, like I wish we had more time together. I have to do another session with you sometime because I I don't have enough time. But um, I think finally, I know we're getting to be our time, but I want to ask you, so we have this partnership, um, TTI, Family of Companies and Women Electronics. So this was pretty amazing because uh, TTI, Family of Companies is our first global sponsor. Like, wow. Um, And and really, can you just speak to that? and, And why is it that TTI would partner with women electronics and what is the value that TTI is, is getting from this relationship? Sure. Uh, 
I think it's absolutely fantastic. You know, women in electronics provides this space where I think young females particularly can participate in leadership programs. They can talk openly with peers and successful female leaders in our industry. Um, it provides a forum for a, I'll call it a safe discussion, you know, and an opportunity to participate. Like you talked about, you guys have mentorship programs. Um, and I think it's good to do that with someone outside of your company if you can. Um, it just kind of opens your eyes to other things and other ways of doing things. And it's a great forum to share best practices, you know, concerns, solve problems, you know, find solutions to common issues. Um, I just feel like the Women Electronics Organization is so important to provide support and education really for all women and men, you know. Men are welcome too, as you and I have talked about before, to participate in some of the services that that women in electronics offers. And and I just believe that um, our industry will be a better place if we can understand how to work together and grow and then further develop our future leaders in the electronics industry. So I, I'm excited about our partnership. I think the global thing is amazing and looking forward to bringing more of our employees um, in Europe and Asia in and getting them involved. So it, it's very exciting for us. And we're just so happy that we are able to come together and, and do this with you guys. Well, we are extremely honored. And I will end on this note by saying, um, you know, you talked about Paul Andrews sitting with you and uh, he was kind of a form of confidence. And I think now, um, really like it or not, it's like tag your it. It's like, you're that person now, you know, he kind of passed the baton to you and so many other leaders that he sat with and he mentored mm -hmm. to just like you're doing. So it's like, thank you for being that now and for being here and offering that to so many people um, that it, it it's extremely powerful and needed. And so we just want to thank you for that. And thank you for your time and being here. I wish we had more time, Melanie, and I'm definitely going to get you out here to California sometime to spend some time with me. And um, anyway, thank you for joining us. And it's been a pleasure. You are so welcome. And I appreciate the opportunity. I've really enjoyed it. And I look forward to when we can get together again and hopefully in person. Yes. Thank you so much. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.